He's got a great name you'll never forget, Sky Seals, S-K-Y-S-E-A-L-S. He's starring in Million Dollar Quartet at the Riverside Theater, and uh, he's playing Johnny Cash. Good morning, Sky. How are you? Well, good morning, Rhett. I'm pretty good. How are you? <laughs> is, that your, is that your Johnny Cash? That That's my Johnny Cash voice, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in the morning, I... Uh, once I get started, I can't get out of it. You know, like uh, like uh, what's his name who just played uh, the pretty but pretty guy, that Elvis Presley guy. You know. <laughs> yeah, actually, he did a pretty good job in that movie. Tom Hanks. I, on I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're um, you're a pretty young guy with a deep voice. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of successful actors like yourself have a deeper voice. I never realized how important it is. If you watch a lot of the the superstars in, in motion pictures and TV, they do tend to have mm -hmm. a very attractive, but particularly the males. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to be a more of a tenor, you know, uh, doing musical theater and, and uh, my dad once told me, he was like, you, you, you want to hear more of your baritone voice. And so I started doing that. And then uh, Johnny Cash came along and I, I really like popped it down there. You know what I mean? I try and get that morning <laughs> shower voice, uh, <laughs> well, this is a very popular show uh, throughout the United mm -hmm. States uh, from Broadway, Million Dollar Quartet. It's the story when one night it's an accidental happening that involves Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and you, Johnny Cash. Tell us uh, briefly about, about this encounter that really took place in life. Well, yeah, in 1956, uh, Memphis, uh, Sun Records, Sam Phillips, uh, uh, kind of found all, all four of these guys and also uh, Roy Orbison and B.B. King and a whole bunch of other uh, uh, rock and roll legends. And it just so happened that Elvis was back in town for Christmas. And uh, so Sam said, well, come on over to the studio. We're having a recording session with Carl Perkins, who wrote Blue Suede Shoes. And, uh, and Jerry Lee Lewis was just a young 19-year-old kid who hadn't even recorded anything. He was just playing piano as a, as a session performer for Carl's album. And uh, Elvis stopped by, and then the story is that Johnny Cash just uh, swung by to pick up a paycheck and, uh, and, and was there for the picture, the, the famous picture of them all at the piano. Um, and then somebody hit record, and they, uh, they just sat around playing, playing tunes for each other, playing gospel tunes and some of their, their favorite uh, you know, songs that were, that were hits at the time from Chuck Berry and, and, and all those guys. And just connecting in a very real way, you know, especially for Elvis, he was—he had just gone off and made his first movie, and was kind of, kind of getting getting away from his his reason there in in Memphis, and so it was a, it was a really important moment for him, especially, and uh, and for Jerry Lee Lewis to kind of hang with the big boys, and so when they made the musical about it, you know, we we play the hits and some of the songs that they didn't play that day, but, uh, and a lot of the drama was kind of drawn out over 10 years, but we kind of truncated into, into the show, uh, to, to have it all happen on one night to make it nice and dramatic. Well, I'm very excited about this. Of course, so you, you are, uh, people don't know, probably know that you're also a, you teach music out in California. Mm -hmm. So this is right up your alley. This is a perfect role for you. And you happen to look mm -hmm. like a young, as soon as I saw your picture, 
you look like a young, thinner Johnny Cash. Oh, boy, thank you so much. <laughs> he was, uh, uh, I mean, th th this is kind of right when they were starting to be, you know, creating what it meant to be a rock star. And, and it was pre-drugs, pre uh, Johnny Cash and Elvis. Uh, and so, you know, they're still very healthy. But, yeah, in the next few years, you know, the tour life would, would kind of take over. And, and then Johnny got very skinny, uh, deathly skinny. If you see some of those videos from the late 50s, it's it's scary how, how uh, you know, how, how bad he looked. Well, he had to overcome an addiction. I guess he got kicked off the Grand Ole Opry because he was either drunk yeah. or he was high on something. He kicked out all the lights, the floodlights on the floor, the, whatever you oh, call what yeah. do you call those? What do you call those lights on the floor that look up at you? Uh, footlights. Footlights. Yeah, thank the you. footlights. Yeah. He kicked, yeah, he he kicked them all out. Literally, he I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was known for a, a few. The the story that I always uh, uh, think about, he he got drunk and stumbled onto a wildlife preserve somewhere and started shooting all these big birds. Turns out he took out about eighty percent of the world's condor population in one night. Oh, and uh, I I think. I think that's one of the one of the many things that you know, kind of, he carried that guilt along with him, you know, for the rest of his life, and and did what he could to make up for it. And boy, boy, did he do all right. Yeah, I interviewed James Keish. He was the director of the Oscar award-winning Academy Award movie uh, Johnny Cash, uh, or maybe it was called mm -hmm. Cash. I forget. Uh, pretty amazing story. The, the guy was addicted to drugs, and um, mm -hmm. Johnny apparently wanted to commit suicide, and he went. He went into this cave, I think it was in Tennessee, and it was a known cave. If you go in, you go in never to come out because you're probably not going to be able to find your way out. And the story is that he went in there one night to commit suicide. He claimed that Jesus Christ made an appearance to him, totally healed him of yeah. his addiction. He managed to get out of the uh, cave and from then on called up called up um, Reverend Billy Graham and said— uh, I'd like to sing. I like to sing at your event. So, it's quite a story. Yeah. That Johnny, wild, huh? Yeah. So, are you? A, are you? Yeah, a, were, yeah. were you a Johnny Cash fan prior to playing this role for Riverside Theater? By the way, it starts uh, October twenty fourth and goes through November eleventh. Go to RiversideTheater.com. There are still tickets available, ladies and gentlemen. But like I said, uh, uh, Sky Seals is on the line. He's the. Uh, you got the lead role of Johnny Cash in this. Uh, so were you a Cash fan, or did you become a Cash fan because of the Million Dollar Quartet? Um, so this is my 18th production in the last seven years. So I, I, I uh, got got the call uh, summer of 2016 from uh, Hunter Foster, who played Sam Phillips on Broadway. He was directing the show up in Westchester. And no, I, I I didn't really grow up with Johnny Cash. My my parents were uh, Beatles people and Pink Floyd people, and my dad always said, you know, all that music was like, you know, kind of the dorky music of the of the '60s. You know, he was listening to the cool stuff. Um, but yeah. when the movie came out with Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix that walked the line, I was like, wait a minute, this this guy's kind of a badass, uh, and and I really was drawn to the character. But it wasn't until I was cast and I really started doing some research and, you know, watching. I started watching the movie and I was like, no, no, I can't watch somebody else's uh, uh, impression of him. I got to watch just original videos on YouTube. And so I saw all the old original stuff from the 50s. And that's when I saw that video of him, like, 
quite obviously strung out on on drugs and i was like wow i had never really seen that johnny cash that kind of he was almost a ghost you know and and the more i got into his character and and the more i just started uh connecting to him uh you know on uh from on stage um uh, he he really revealed himself as one of the one of the true american legends and 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 a very and a, a spiritual um, behemoth in the music scene yeah yeah so when did you get bit sky seals which by the way that's a great name is, was that your birth oh thank you the showbiz name that is that's my real name not my burning man name <laughs> so your parents well your parents i w- i went to woodstock and your parents uh they sound like good people. <laughs> uh, yeah, they so were. Sky they were. They, I mean, pardon me. Uh, no, yeah, they were. They were good, uh, you know, theater hippies. <laughs> so they they knew to give me a good theatrical name. Now, were they involved in show business at all, or what gave what gave you the bite to become an, uh, a performer? Yeah, they were both. Uh, they were both actors. My dad worked for the Denver Center Theater Company when it first started, but then he uh, he was a writer by the time I was born, and uh, a novelist, and wrote the the book uh, The Powwow Highway, which was made into a movie by uh, George Harrison's Handmade Films back in 1987, which I was in as a seven year old kid. <laughs> oh, really? And he, really? Yeah. And he was a um, member of the American Indian Movement uh, in South Dakota and Colorado. He was a he was a major revolutionary for the for the Lakota uh, specifically, but but all all uh, Native American tribes. Well, we're having it's funny because we're having an indigenous uh, celebration uh, with mm-hmm. uh, some famous uh, you know uh, representatives of the Indian clans coming in to. Vermont this weekend, which is where I am. Oh, nice. I'm pretty excited nice. about it because they've. Uh, I, uh, I'm not participating except they've asked me to be the driver to go pick up uh, the, uh, the the main speaker. But I'm very excited about this indigenous celebration. I, I'm not sure that we should get rid of Columbus Day, but I, I am happy that we're going to celebrate the indigenous people. Uh, uh, so, uh, and the, of course, you probably know more about this than I do, having been brought up by obviously a father who was uh, pretty concerned yeah. about our treatment. Uh, to the indigenous yeah. people. Well, and uh, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what the event is up there in Vermont, but, uh, you know, my, uh, uh, even Johnny Cash, he, he wrote a whole album uh, about uh, different tribes and indigenous tribes, and some of them up there in, like, upstate New York and some, like, Algonquin Huron, which is what uh, I, my blood is, uh, which is kind of up in that, oh, really? that neighborhood up near Montreal, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, well, we're uh, we're literally about uh, forty-nine minutes from Montreal, right here. We're in Stowe, Vermont, which is right up near the border. Ooh, nice! Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. Been up there. Now, have, yeah, have you started my, uh, rehearsals? We have. We started on Tuesday. Now, uh, it, what, what's fun about this show is most of the guys, you know, because when you do this show, you've got Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and Carl Perkins, and they're all, you know, we all play the instruments on stage and we have to act and look like these guys. So there's only so many guys who, uh, who can do all three of those, uh, things. And so that's why we, we do the show, uh, multiple times, you know, like I said, this is my 18th and that that's very, you know, unique in the theater world. You don't generally, you know, do the same show that many times. Uh, and, uh, so we we've got it down pat, but everybody's kind of you know learned over the years what works and what what this moment looks like, and so 
we've got a great director, Greg Santos, who, uh, who's been doing this a long time as well. And so th these rehearsals are just kind of, we're coming in and saying, well, this is what, what I'm, you know, I'm used to doing, and here's what we have to do to, to, to do it on the set here at this stage. And so things go pretty fast when, uh, compared to other shows. So we're already uh, about, about a third of the way blocking through the show. We've already gone through all the music, and it's only been three days. <laughs> Wow, that's a mess. That's an accelerated experience. Uh, but you've been doing this yeah. 18 times, <clears throat> which means you'd be a perfect mm -hmm. candidate. <clears throat> you'd be a perfect candidate to do a tribute to Johnny Cash mm -hmm. and travel around the United States. And uh, it's uh, I would, that would be a, a great creative idea. Yeah. You, know, you realize that. Well, funny you should mention it. I, I've been kind of workshopping my own idea for a show. I, I started, you know, how... Uh, uh, one of his last albums, he did a bunch of covers, like uh, Nine Inch Nails. The song Hurt is a Nine Inch Nails tune. He uh, he covered U2 with, uh, you know, one love, one life. And so I started thinking about what, what would Johnny be covering if he was alive today? And the first thing I thought of was, uh, was hip-hop, was Kendrick Lamar, was Beyonce, was Run the Jewels, was like some of these, some of these guys who, you know, who are... Who are uh, you know, talking, saying the poetry of the streets. Uh, but if you slow it down a little bit for, for Johnny Cash's voice, um, you really get get some of that poetry. And, and I think, uh, you know, that's an important, um, you know, it would be important to Johnny. And so I started putting together this little show of like, what would what would he cover if he went to Folsom today? You know, because the boys <laughs> in the pen look a little different than they did in 1967. So how do you talk to the boys who are in there? And uh, and so I put together a whole whole show for you know prisons and bar rooms across the country. Well, I tell you what, if you decide to do it, I happen to go into prisons in South Florida frequently. I happen to be a follower yeah. of Jesus, and uh, so we bring in that good mm -hmm. news because guys that get converted, yeah. uh, the recidivism level goes way down, you know. And uh, I'd be yeah. happy to set that up. Uh, we, we would really be cool is to bring in if we could get permission to bring in cameras, and you can make yourself a nice video and a and a recording of it, make yeah. it available on Spotify, and then uh, that would probably feed uh, more sellouts of you doing a one-man show on Johnny Cash. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, I got a I got a, a killer band out in California. We've been workshopping all these uh, all these kind of mixes and medleys and you know things that I think Johnny would approve of. You know, and I I don't I don't get all all she she too much, but I I do know when Johnny says something. Is is right and when it's wrong. Like, like I tried an Eminem song, and it didn't work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's just a little too harsh, a little too much about, you know, Eminem, and 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 so I, I don't do any of that. And it's you know, Johnny does let me know, hey, that that one's not not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny recently. Eminem came down on Donald Trump. And somebody else commented on the internet. Trump can't compare to the hardest things that Eminem has said about people in the past. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's he's not running for president, and uh, and Johnny wouldn't have either. <laughs> Let me ask you this: so, so, 
So mm-hmm. how did uh, how does how did the Riverside Theater find you? I guess as if you've done this, uh, you know, eighteen times prior. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're you're probably famous within the circles of, of show business and Broadway. Oh. Is, is that how they found you, or how how did they find you to play Johnny Cash? Uh, for this one, uh, uh, the, it's being directed by Greg Santos, who I've worked with on this show uh, several times. He was he started out as the associate director for Hunter Foster, who, um, like I said, was uh, was in the original cast uh, on Broadway, and he's kind of a big deal in the in the Broadway scene, you know. Um, and uh, so that was that was a real treat to get to work with him. And from there, you know, it's just. Uh, once you're in the show, uh, it, you know, it was kind of nice for me not to have to audition all the time. And they would just send me offers and I'd go off and do some of the coolest contracts here in, in, in the country. You know, some of the biggest Tony Award winning regional theaters in St. Louis, Cincinnati, uh, went up to Montreal, been to Miami at the uh, Actors Playhouse in Coral Gables and uh, out to Tahoe. And, you know, just uh, I, I like to travel and. And so it was kind of the dream job for me, and uh, yeah. and so I, I just well, went ahead and sailed that ship. Well, because uh, Riverside Theater, of course, is famous within your industry too. I mean, what a beautiful place to come mm-hmm. and, and spend some some of your fall. Now, this yeah, the, the it show is, is it is such a what? treat. The, this theater, I'm really impressed by uh, by by the operation they got here. You know, it's really something special that Vero Beach has. Yeah, it's 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 they've. It's just the creme de la creme. Uh, it is an affluent yeah. area, so they get they get as much dough as some of these Broadway shows. You know, they'll they'll do sets that are designed that are you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Uh, mo- most little towns can't afford that, but uh, but they also yeah. bring in guys like you from Broadway who uh, who are seasoned. And uh, I, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see the show with you in it. Uh, I'll be back in time yeah, to see yeah. it again. It's starting October twenty fourth. You're already in rehearsals, and it'll go through November 11th. And uh, folks, if you want tickets, I there's think still it's November 12th, actually. Pardon me. I think we do have a show on the 12th. That's the Sunday. Um, just to just to throw that in there. Oh, do you? Okay, that doesn't say that on the promo, but all right, great, the 12th. Mm-hmm. And so that's the Million Dollar Quartet. It's the true story when Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash were four young men. They were just starting to become famous. And they all showed up at this. Uh, was it was it in Memphis? Was it was the recording studio Memphis, in Memphis yeah, that they all Sun, had? Sun Records? Yeah. Wow, that guy really had an ear for potential talent. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, as far as jukebox musicals go, I think this one's the the most well put together. You know, because it's it's so simple and straightforward it's four guys you know four guys in a room uh jamming out with the the drummer and bass player as well so six guys plus sam phillips narrating the whole show and kind of talking about how he found each one of these guys and 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 it's just you know uh some jukebox musicals are very contrived and this is literally just about playing music in a room and that's that's rock and roll you know yeah well, listen, Sky Seals, I know you've got more important things to do than continue talking to me, but I appreciate you taking these uh, 20 minutes and speaking with us. I appreciate you, too. Yeah, I can't wait for you to see the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, maybe we can uh, meet face-to-face. I'll be back down in Florida soon, and uh, as as they say in the biz, I'll say, uh, break the leg, okay? <laughs> hey, 
Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Johnny Cash. Thank you, Sky Seals. You have a great rest of the day, and we will see you soon. Right. Again, folks, that's coming up October 24th through November 12th. Just found out it's been expanded to November 12th, and that's at the Riverside Theater. Go to RiversideTheater.com. Get your tickets now. Got to take a break. We'll be back with Jim Feeney when we return.